Welcome to On Balance. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger. I'll be your guide as we explore the stories of today with the personalities impacting tomorrow. Welcome to On Balance. Okay, we're going to keep this theme going here. Um, I, I uh, am really enjoying the the people that I'm meeting in different parts of the world, and then circling back with them when I return stateside. Uh, there's a there's a kinship. There's a there's a connection where you can spend time within four walls and learn about somebody's passion and what they're doing and what they're building. And I think anybody that is willing to be an entrepreneur and put themselves out there, we need to celebrate because that's how we're going to innovate and hopefully solve a lot of different challenges that our planet is facing. Um, I, I got to spend some time at Sting, which is the uh, Stockholm Innovation and Growth Incubator um, there in Stockholm a few weeks ago. And I met uh, Michael Larson uh, of Learnster. And I really, there was something about him and what he's doing. And there's a there's a confidence about his approach and the way in which he communicates about his company that I thought was really engaging. Uh, and it, he sold me. <laughs> he sold me in that manner. And I thought we would circle up with Michael and get a sensibility uh, around Learnster, what they're trying to accomplish and what they've accomplished to date. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm, uh, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's nice to see you again, sir. Um, I know it's it's starting to get a little bit darker there as the days and, and months now sort of trek on there in Stockholm. So yeah, <laughs> I, I've been for there. Sure. Uh, it's, it's already dark outside. <laughs> what time is it there now? So let's we normally shouldn't timestamp a podcast. Uh, what time is it? Five minutes past four. And it's already afternoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was there in June when uh, it was sunny in the middle of the night. It was quite an experience for me. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, we have some good times and we have some bad times. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great country song here in Nashville. We should. Um, so, Michael, for people who don't know, give me sort of a ten thousand foot view of what Learnster is, but maybe more importantly, what is the gap that you believe that you are filling that the sector had not maybe solved to date? Yeah, so basically, Learnster is an LMS platform, a learning management system. Uh, and what we do for our uh, customers is that we help customers modernize and digitalize the, the whole employee lifecycle, basically. So from pre-boarding, onboarding, to continuous training, all the way to off-boarding when the employee sooner or later will leave. Uh, so what we try to help our, our customers with is basically to, to become more attractive as, as a company for, for talents. And once they have recruited those talent, talents, make them stay by offering them a good and modern way of, of developing them. Uh, what we also have developed for our customer, customers is a new way uh, of, of sharing knowledge, basically. So make sure that the people you have in your organization that know stuff, that they have a chance of um, sharing that knowledge in, in a new and modern perspective. And so tell me the origin. So when did you start Learnster? Uh, we started Launchster back in, in 2017, and, and my background isn't from learning and development uh, or HR. My background is from sales, marketing, and agent the agency world. Uh, so we, me and my founder team, we, we, we knew we wanted to do something within uh, education because we felt that education was really behind in terms of digitalization, in terms of user experience. 
so we had a we had a look at at what type of platforms that companies used because we knew we, we didn't want to go towards schools we wanted to to uh, work within business to business so we had a look at the type of platforms that were out there the the, the old legacy systems basically and and then we went to to Vegas. Uh, as you you always do when you don't know what you're gonna do, you go to Vegas. Uh, I, I understand that's that, that's that's typical way. I love that. So you all go to Vegas. Like, you're like playing yeah. roulette table, you know, putting it all on black or red. Exactly, right? everything on black. Yeah, and then we'll see what happens. No, but actually in Vegas back then in 2017, there was a big sort of uh, learning uh, fair called uh, DevLearn. Uh, so we went there and uh, to figure out sort of what, what what type of platforms is there. I mean, in the states is always a good uh, you know uh, uh, an, an innovative uh, area. So we wanted to make sure that we had an understanding of what was going on in the states. And we found ourselves in this super big uh, uh, fair uh, with you know thousands of people in the industry. And we went to all of these meetings, right? And one of those meetings was, you know, one of the bigger rooms, a couple of hundred uh, attendants, I would say. And that man on stage was basically asking those hundreds and hundreds of people in attendance who in here hates their LMS. And basically everyone just uh, raised their hand and shouted out, wow, yes, we do. In and, uh, you know, that's not what you do in Sweden, right? You, you, you stay silent. You don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but in the states, you say what you what you mean, and 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 so we was we were kind of like, whoa, what's going on? Why does everyone in here hate their LMS? And that was basically where Launcher started from. And I actually had an, uh, a, a a nice talk with our biggest customers here, uh, one of our biggest customers here in the Nordics, a an organization called Ika with eighty thousand employees that left Cornerstone. To, to go to a launch term. And, and we had a chat and she said, you know, one of the things we loved with launch is that you guys, you're not from learning and development. You're not from HR. You're from the agency world. You, I mean, our, our user experience people, they are from the agency world or the music world. They are not from the learning and development space. So we are a little bit different in that sense. And they loved the user experience. They loved how their employees could get a, get a better experience in terms of learning and development. Uh, and I think that's basically what we do. So we we took that you know sentiment. Everyone in here hates their LMS, and we wanted to change that because we believe that um, pretty much every organization is going to need something like an LMS. And of course, we want to be that type of player that can. Um, you know, a challenge to big ones like Cornerstone, Success Factors, and such. So, okay, so I want to touch on a couple of things. One, you made the reference to your leadership team that you've got people from the agency world, and did you say the music world? Yeah. So, so you've got to open. You have to unpack that that present there of a of a conversation <laughs> piece, and and share with me the music side of that. And the reason why I say that is because when. The, under the auspice of why we met, I was there to cover the Dennis Pop Music Awards. And so yeah. I really was was pretty darn lucky to spend time in the hub of the music scene of Stockholm and the history of that. So I have a, a much better appreciation. You know, it, it's very much like Motown that we have here in the US that came out of Detroit. So why music uh, backgrounds? Did, how did that come together? I think that's fascinating. Yeah, so... 
again, I mean, uh, uh, some of our agent, uh, I mean, uh, founder team and uh, is is from the agency world. So of course, there you get a lot of brand design, user experience, how to make a product attractive, uh, which is of course what Nostra is all about. In terms of the music uh, side of things, uh, uh, Daniel, one of our uh, co-founders and and the UX uh, res- responsible for our UX and design. An interface is actually from the music industry, and our, our head of marketing is also from the music industry, been playing a lot of bands and being creative in that sense. But Daniel was actually uh, working for a lot of uh, music uh, companies, designing, uh, you know, the the uh, the, the CD, uh, you know, uh, albums and the marketing campaigns in in the uh, music world. Uh, so a lot of design but from a uh, selling more uh, music and selling more uh, songs perspective. I love it. It's this interdisciplinary approach that I think actually matches sort of the glo- the global workforce, right? That people have a lot of different talents and backgrounds and we shouldn't just peg them for one area. We've seen that in medical breakthroughs, in medicines, in pharmaceuticals, where we find something that we had no idea could actually cure something completely on the other side of the spectrum. So I think it's a great example. Tell me about your relationship with confidence. And here's why I say that, Michael, because I think there would be, let's take 10 people that would be sitting in that room in Vegas, listening with a you know couple of hundred attendees. And they everybody sort of raises their hand and says, we don't like our LMSs. We, you know, we're done with them. I think nine out of 10 people would say, well, that's interesting. But I don't know that <laughs> there would be very many people that would say, that's interesting. And we don't have the background, but we've got the confidence <laughs> <laughs> to jump yeah. into the into the Vegas pool here and to take on yeah. these legacy companies. So only because it's just you and I talking and Daniel's not here and other people of your your founding team, but help me understand sort of your relationship with confidence to be able to not just sort of off the cuff say you're confident with a bravado of like a 15-year-old, right? But this, you know, as an adult male saying look, I'm confident we can do this and we've got the team to do that. I think that that's a really interesting space and time. Tell me about your relationship to confidence. Well, well to me, I mean, uh, of course, uh, out of experience, I started working with digitalization and transformation back in 1998 at a company called DoubleClick, which is, I think now is a Google company. I so double- I learned a lot about how we could help organizations develop in terms of of uh, of uh, uh, digital transformation. I also worked as a head of agency within a digital agency. Uh, so, so I've been you know, sort of helping companies transform a little bit. Uh, so when I look at platforms that doesn't make sense to me from a user experience side, then I see an opportunity. So when you're in a room with a lot of buyers, which apparently spend a lot of money into a specific product segment, and everyone says, this doesn't work, I hate it, then to me, that sounds like a lot of potential (laughs) because they've already bought it. So for some reason, there's a need, right? But the suppliers aren't uh, doing a good enough job to handle that need. So what we saw was that when we took a look at all the big LMS platforms, all the legacy platforms, to to us, it was very, very clear what we needed to focus on in order to solve those needs in a way that we believe in. And the first step was user experience. The first step was to design a product that people loved. 
so what we did was that we designed five uh, used uh, I mean, wireframes. We put them together in, in, in Vision. So it, it pretty much looked like an online demo, right? But in the background, it's only five wireframes. <laughs> and we showcased that to, to, to a couple of clients here in the Nordics. Um, and just with those five wireframes, we were able to steal clients from the big LMS platforms, like Totara, for instance. Uh, so even before we had developed the product, we didn't have any code at all. We had signed one of the biggest gym chains in the Nordics with 10,000 employees. We signed one of the bigger, bigger restaurant chains here in Sweden with 4,000 employees. Uh, and we hadn't even developed any code. They just loved what they saw, and they saw that this will help me solve one big problem, which is everyone hates their LMS. And to, to them, it's about making sure that their uh, employees, their users, want to interact with the platform that, they, that the, the, the company has bought in, right? And that was the big issue. Yeah. So here's what I love. And now you can start to see it sort of coming to the surface here, at least for me and maybe the audience is that because of the agency background and double click and all these sorts of things, I love that you said, you know what, we're going to look at this from a user experience. Because I think of user experience a lot like I do marketing and storytelling and narrative. So many companies out there wait till the very end. Because they think that their, you know, their technology is going to solve this, whatever this problem is. But you kind of look at it and you see that nobody wants, it's not enjoyable. Nobody wants to, and they're not connected emotionally to it. And you said, no, 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 we're going to look at user experience and we're going to focus on that. If people want to go and see it as a destination, now we have something. Now we can iterate around the technology and sort of the infrastructure of their experience. Yeah, exactly. And once we've done that, of course, we we found new ways of sort of helping organization also modernize the way they think about learning and development. Because, of course, back in the day, when the the traditional, if I may call it that, LMS platforms uh, were, were created, the whole idea of learning and development was like top-down. So HR, learning and development, bought in a lot of content or courses and then pushed it out in the organization to make sure that people did what they should do, right? But nowadays, that's 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 just not enough. It, I mean, the world <laughs> spins a lot faster than that. There's no HR organization in the world that's going to keep up. So you need to you need to democratize the the way you share knowledge in an organization. You need to combine top down with bottom up, right? You need to involve the subject experts you have in the organization and make sure that they can share knowledge and help you as an HR and learning development organization to keep up uh, because there's a lot of needs in terms of how we can develop employees, what we need to develop employees in terms of skills in order to stay competitive as a company. And you just need to involve the people you have. I love that you brought up that, in essence, once you can get employees in and the, and the companies can start to see them integrated into into Learnster, that it actually changes, in essence, the, the pattern of behavior from the corporation side on their concept of learning and development and, in essence, how they're going yeah. to support their workforce. Is, have there yeah. been surprises along the way with the data that you've been able to see on sort of the back, side, the back end of things that maybe you didn't anticipate and or you just had a client that because they now had sort of this playground that was engaging 
and open for employees and for leadership that they then sort of added their own twist on things? Yeah, I think one of the key factors is that if you are to involve people outside HR and learning and development in terms of sharing knowledge internally, then you, you must understand that those people doesn't understand what a traditional LMS is, right? So the user experience from a creating and sharing perspective needs to be spot on because you don't have time to educate them is, okay, this is our LMS. This is how it works when you're going to share your information and create content. They need to understand that directly without you know, any sort of hurdles, if I may call it that. So that's one key, I would say, still user experience. Uh, the other perspective that a lot of our uh, uh, customers are having you know, not difficulties, but what they haven't really decided yet is if you go from top down to bottom up and you're starting to evolve people, uh, you you usually start with the subject experts. You know, you, you still pick sort of the people you you want to be able to share. But then, of course, the, the question surface, okay, so are we going to make everyone? Uh, I mean, should every employee in our company be able to contribute? Uh, or is it only the subject matter experts? Uh, and if you, if you go towards sort of the, the everyone should contribute perspective, then, of course, then you have a couple of questions that, that, that you will need to solve. Uh, how are we going to make sure that the right content is surfaced uh, instead of the, the bad content, right? How do we uh, make employees uh, feel that uh, they want to contribute? What's the sort of the upside for the employee? Can we make sure that they are noticed in some way? Are we going to pay them to do it or should they do it during office hours or is this something just they that we expect them to do just for fun so there's a lot of sort of different questions that are, that that arises and i would say that's probably the issue rather than technology so look i, I want to highlight that because what you're doing there is you're asking questions about the experience and you're talking about learnster in a sort of a living breathing ecosystem this is not static technology that has been built is that a part of the culture to continuously ask questions both of yourselves as as leaders and as designers of technology and user experience um, and of your customers it sounds like that's a part of the culture at learnster absolutely for sure and and in all honesty, we, we, we have only just begun. Uh, so it would be wrong to me. I mean, of course, we're super happy that we that we are able to compete in 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 uh, a world with a lot of competition. Because of course, we're not the first platform to try to solve corporate learning. <laughs> there's, there's a few out there, but apparently, I mean, we just I mean, we're we're five years in, and we are now recognized as one of the top twenty platforms in the world. So of course we're pretty happy with how things are 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 are, are at the moment. But having said that, there's so many uh, organizations that need help. Uh, and to us, I think uh, a good uh, start to to for organizations is to make make it happen. Because one of the things that we heard from a lot of companies that we were talking about is that they had bought an LMS, they had bought a platform. But then they they really they didn't they didn't succeed in the implementation. It was too too hard to implement it. They needed to buy consultancy hours. It took a lot of time, and suddenly after a while, the passion disappeared, and nothing really you know materialized. Uh, 
So one key thing for us is to help our customers with quick wins. Uh, I mean, implementing Launcher takes between four uh, weeks to 12 weeks, depending on how big uh, of a company you are. Ika, 80,000 employees that left Cornerstone, is now, I think, in, in, in about eight weeks. So a big implementation, but still eight weeks. They have tried to implement Cornerstone for quite some time. So to us, make sure that, I mean, the decision to buy a platform is quite easy. But how can we actually help them to uh, uh, to to win those uh, to, to get to those quick wins as fast as possible? So the return on investment is there really really fast. That's a key thing for us. Michael, let's close with this. If if you're sitting in that same ballroom in Vegas, and you meet a a let's say a younger entrepreneur is sitting next to you that is very curious about being in the learning space. But they're very nervous when they see the amount of competition. What's the advice that you have? Because you're exactly right. The amount of competition is enough to make you faint. Um, yeah. You haven't and your team hasn't. And obviously now you're recognized as a top 20 platform in the world. So what advice would you have for that entrepreneur who's a little bit tentative to enter the pool of uh, technology in the learning space? Yeah, I think I, w- I would say don't over over. Uh, estimate the sort of the the power of the big ones because of course they have a lot of power of course they have a lot of money but they also have a lot of stuff on their plate right uh, and uh, it's really hard once you've developed a super big and and, and good platform uh, to change the user experience you quickly come to a place where suddenly it's not that easy so one of the biggest challenges for Launcher is to continue to say no. That's the challenge for us, not build everything, because that's not what Launcher is. We're not going to be everything. I mean, then you could buy Cornerstone. You could buy the big ones. That's not Launcher. I mean, the hard thing is to stay focused and to, I mean, to continue to, to work on the UX, to continue to work on the UI. So my, 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 my recommendation would be like, don't believe that you know the big players have just because they have big money and, and, and that that they can move as fast as you. Because if, if you're fast, if you have a good enough product, then there's an opportunity for everyone, I would say. Well, Michael, fascinating what you're doing. I'm so glad we got to spend some time together in Stockholm. Where can people go to learn more about Learnster uh, and also connect with you? Yeah, so uh, we, of course, uh, we're on social. <laughs> so, I mean, LinkedIn, uh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Uh, but, of course, our webpage, uh, Uh And my email is Mikael with a K dot Larson at launcher.com. You can also find me at our homepage. And uh, just give me a call or send me an email or a text, and I'll be happy to to, uh, to talk to you guys. Well, you're doing incredible work, and I'm sure we will see you uh, stateside uh, and and more in in the coming weeks, months, and years. So continued success to you, sir. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger. This concludes another chapter of On Balance. Connect with me via LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Dr. Rod Berger.